Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects, and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate, and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation. Hello friends, welcome to Impacting Jamaica. My name is Shelley Ann Harris. Today, I want to invite you to therapy as we chat with noted counseling psychologist, Andre Allen Casey, to learn how people can really overcome personal and interpersonal challenges and effect lasting change. This after all is how we can make our families stronger and make our communities and our country a better place, even in these times of great uncertainty. Andre Allen Casey has years of hands-on experience in counseling and serving several people groups and entities. A renowned therapist, Andre holds a master's degree in counseling psychology from Northern Caribbean University in Mandeville, Manchester. Andre, welcome to Impacting Jamaica. Thank you very much for the awesome invitation. Great, great. Now you have counseled hundreds of persons, perhaps thousands in Jamaica. And you've been the main speaker for countless conferences and webinars. Quite a few times I see you, your, your image and your name all over the place in Jamaica. So you have quite a bit of experience dealing with people and groups and so on. What would you say in your experience are the top three issues or problems that people in Jamaica are grappling with today? I do believe that self-efficacy, emotional intelligence and forgiveness I do believe that these are the top three issues that interfere with not only how people think, but also with how people behave. Let me stop you there. For those of us who don't know what self-efficacy means, could you break that down for us? Okay. Okay. Self-efficacy, actually, uh, his name is Albert Bandura. He's a social psychologist and Dr. Bandura was the one who coined the term self-efficacy. And self-efficacy um, in, in layman terms says um, it is a person's internal belief about their ability in relation to things that impact their lives. It, it is what you believe about what you can do about things that impact your, impact your life. So if you believe that no matter what happens to you, you're able to overcome these things um, because you believe that you have the ability to overcome these things. Then um, Dr. Bandura is saying that you have self-efficacy. So would you say then is a certain um, belief in self? Is a, is a positive belief in self? That's, that's correct. Okay. That is correct. You believe that you can, you will, you must. You can write down those three. You believe mm. that you can, you will, you must. That mm. is self-efficacy. So it's not so much what people believe in you or about you is what you believe in yourself. And okay. so self-efficacy is, uh, I do believe it is the foundation, but unfortunately we live in a society that we still need to hear from you to regulate and decide not only what I think about myself, but even how I operate. Mm. Okay, so that's the first one, self-efficacy. You mentioned forgiveness and another issue. Oh, emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. Emotional intelligence really has, uh, I, I do believe it is akin to self-efficacy, but, but, but uh, it has uh, some other components. Emotional intelligence actually 
um, again in layman terms, if you want, we're looking for a definition, says that not only do I know how to manage my feelings, but uh, I am able to um, relate to you in an in a effective way because I'm able to manage how I feel. Mm, that okay. is self-efficacy. Self-efficacy actually co um, covers about five different um, components. It has to do with uh, self-awareness. And self-awareness says that you recognize um, and understand your emotions and your reactions. It has also to do with self-management. And self-management says you're able to manage, you're able to control, you're able to adapt your emotions, you're able to adapt your mood, your reactions and responses. Then you have the word motivation. And motivation now says that because you have self-awareness and self-management, and incidentally, Shelian, they have to be in this order, but, but self-awareness, self-management, and then motivation. And motivation says, because I'm able to manage now my, my emotions, then by and large, I am motivated to carry out the appropriate responses, mm -hmm. the appropriate responses. After you have done those three things for yourself, then the next two that speaks to emotional intelligence now speaks to empathy and social skills. Empathy now speaks to the idea that you are able to understand a person's context. So you're not, so you're not going to be judgmental about someone now, but you're able to understand or find out their context. And then social skills now speaks to what is the appropriate um, course of action that I can take now that I understand a person's context. Mm. That is emotional intelligence. Um, again, I do believe that if we have self-efficacy and if we have, and if we're able to, to execute emotional intelligence and the third one, which is forgiveness. Um, forgiveness here, I do believe that um, it is quite problematic in it our is. country it because... Is. Because we, um, you know, we, we, we have what is called limited forgiveness. Mm. We have conditional forgiveness. We have detached forgiveness. And the most difficult of them all is full forgiveness, in which mm. most persons do not plan on doing. Which one are you referring to? <laughs> With that being said, which one of these types of forgiveness are you referring to? Well, I'm saying that why is it that we have a problem in Jamaica? Mm -hmm. It is because, again, we lack, we lack um, um, self-efficacy, we lack um, emotional intelligence, and we lack forgiveness in that correction. We exercise the three um, um, aspects of forgiveness with the exception of doing full forgiveness. Mm. The three aspects, um, if I have time, I can explain them. The three aspects of forgiveness that we do, and, and, and unfortunately, we do it to, to, to not only to, to, to insulate ourselves. So we mm. carry out these three aspects of, of forgiveness um, truly not to make ourselves vulnerable, because that's what full forgiveness does. So because we do not want to be vulnerable, um, instead we're going to protect or insulate ourselves by doing these three. What are the three? It is limited forgiveness. Limited forgiveness says, I will forgive you for some things, but I don't plan to forget. Then we have um, detached forgiveness that says, I am going to forgive you, but once bitten, twice shy. I do not plan, plan to, 
put myself in a vulnerable position again. So you will not have another opportunity to hurt me. And then you have no conditional forgiveness that says the only way for me to truly forgive you is unless you um, give me enough reasons or prove to me that I can feel safe with you again in order to forgive you. But Andre, let, let, yes. me, just, let me just speak to you from, you know, from the, the people listening who may have a question in terms of self-preservation. You know, this person who you're going to forgive is going to do this thing again you know, or it's a part of your choosing to, to, to extend limited forgiveness is part of you protecting yourself as well, you know? Isn't there healthy room for some of that in terms of your own healing? Okay, excellent. Actually, so I'm going to, go, I'm going to answer you directly and, uh, and uh, it might sound quite terse. <laughs> there is no room for that. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, tell I, can you why. Just, I can feel people staring at us, Andre, giving us a side <laughs> eye. But anyhow, go ahead. Right. You're, the, you're the psychologist. Because uh, as the word denotes, it is forgiveness. Mm. You see, remember, you say forgiveness does not mean that you do not establish boundaries. That right. is one of the problems that we have. You cannot say, I forgive you, but at the same time still have bitterness inside of, inside of your heart towards someone. Now, forgiveness does not mean no boundaries. That is where we make the mistake. We believe that I have to push you out of my life or not give you another chance if I say I forgive you. Quite on the contrary. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you think about it, um, um, we all make a conscientious effort the, the, um, to, to, to forgive people or correction to be to, in seeking forgiveness from someone else. Mm -hmm. How many times have we lied? Does it now mean that somebody should call, should call me Andre Lyad Allen Casey? Mm -hmm. Because I mean, how much time do I need to lie for them to change my name or insert it into my, into my name? <laughs> and, and, and yet each time if I ask for forgiveness, I do not want to be reminded of the amount of times I have committed an infraction, so to speak. And so you see, I am coming hoping that you will not only forgive me, but also give me another opportunity. If you don't give me another, another opportunity, then, then how, do, how are you going to measure how much I have changed? And mm -hmm. so the truth is, once I, say for, uh, when I, once I ask for forgiveness, then the question is, forgiveness now does not mean now that I do not set up boundaries. I may right. not give you the full, the, the, the full gamut until I can feel safe with you again. But, but my objective is, is for me to feel safe with you again. My objective is not to um, you know, put you in jail for the rest of your life. In the same way, I, don't, I do not want somebody to call me um, Liar Andre because I, I told him I lie one time or two times or three times in, in my lifetime, so to speak. I think, you're, I think you just raised a, a, an important perspective to have when you think about forgiveness. You're saying that your objective as the person who is extending forgiveness, um, and even as you're, you're implementing boundaries and so on, but your main objective in all of this is to be able to feel safe with you again. That's right. That's wow. the goal. Wow. That is the goal. That's big. That's big. I can see why you say if you don't have self-efficacy and emotional intelligence, you can't actually truly forgive. There you go. <laughs> there you go. True, true word. So, you know, so clearly there are no quick fixes to these kinds of problems or to this kind of way of thinking. What is your advice then to people with limited 
self-efficacy, self-efficacy, if I'm saying it right, limited emotional intelligence and, and have been unable to forgive. You know, what is your advice to them? I would say that people need to literally learn to give themselves an opportunity to survive and, and live and stop asking people permission um, for your happiness. Stop mm -hmm. asking people for permission for your happiness. In other words, so what if once you do, you carry out these three things, people say, um, you know, I don't want anybody to take disadvantage of me, so I'm not going to do it. Mm. You, know, you, know, um, you know, a person's bad behavior should not dictate your response. You must be prepared to do the right thing in spite of and not because of. You know, what kind of ink is in your pen? What are you made up of? Who are you as a person? Is it that we consistently operate in hearing what people say to us and about us? to regulate what we become. And so I'm kind of saying, where is your faith in you? <laughs> mm. That's a big one. It's really self-reflection is a big part of this whole process. Yes, where's your faith in you? Mm. You know, we, 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 we spend too much time, you know, valuing people's opinion about us. But in truth and in fact, you know, where's your faith in you? What do you believe about yourself? And so I'm saying here, stop asking people permission for you to be happy, okay? The next thing I'd probably want to add to that to, in relation to your question is um, stop treating people from your point of view. <laughs> that don't sound right. Interesting, okay. <laughs> help, help me with that one, Andre. <laughs> stop, people, stop treating people from your point of view. In other words, we oftentimes, we treat people the, the way we want to be treated. But very few of us find out from, from another person how they want to be treated and treat them that way. Mm. You see, we believe as if to say, I am the standard. So because I like this, then you must like it too. Yeah, <laughs> so what I, we I like, what, mean. Yes. Yeah, what we like is, is, is what we give to people. We don't give to people what we don't like. But then, but, but, and, and inadvertently, you know, whenever, we do not get the same treatment. We, we use terms like, but I don't treat you like that. Mm -hmm. As if to say, just because you treat me a particular way, it becomes the standard. No. Suppose the person don't want that kind of treatment from you. Suppose that's not the person's love language for right. crying out loud. Right, and so right, I'm saying right. here, we see, we need to, to, to not necessarily use ourselves as a, as, as the measuring board or measuring stick, so to speak, or the standard. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we need to find out, get involved in people's lives and say, how do you want to be treated? If it goes against what is called our values profile, then we may want to make some adjustment in terms of how we treat them. But by and large, I say get involved, find out from folks how they want to be treated and not necessarily treat them from our point of view. You know, as a parent, I can relate. So a lot of that in terms of just how different your children are and how each of them, I have four children, and how I have to extend love to each of them. One of them loves hugs. The other one likes to spend quality time. And those are love languages. If I should give too, much, too many hugs to the one who likes quality time, she'll be annoyed. And so it really is quite a, a simple but profound point that you're making that we should stop treating people from our own vantage point but listen to how they want to be treated. Very, 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 very good point there, Andre. I, I, I still have one more to add, if you don't mind. Sure, go ahead. And I'm saying here, stop spend, spending time on 
ruminating on your pain. Mm. You know, sometimes the reason why we cannot um, uh, move on, so to speak, it is because we spend too much time talking about our painful experiences. If I, if I talk about all the painful experiences I had day before yesterday, if I use today to talk about my painful experiences, then suppose today strikes, suppose today ever said to me one day, you know something I don't want to hear about yesterday. <laughs> because because every time you talk about yesterday, it's something painful. I don't want to hear. If you're not going to come with something good, I don't want to hear from you. Suppose suppose today ever, <laughs> you know, uh, make a statement like that. For many of us, I don't know how we'll manage because we ruminate on the past. Mm-hmm. And it's not even past good, it's past bad. <laughs> but Andre, and, there, there's yes. some issues that people have gone through that are, I would say, difficult to let go of it. It's, all, it's almost as though there's a real playing in your mind. It's not necessarily intentional that you are, hey, let me remember this thing that happened to me. But it, it plays over and over, you know. There have been very there have been a few groups that I've been a part of where people share their experiences and it it's almost seems so difficult to not ruminate. How yeah. can they how can they uh, make that change? Well I'm saying that's why I'm saying stop it. You're just saying flat out, stop it. Yes, I, I am saying, okay, it's one thing when you talk about it. But mm-hmm. did you talk about it with a solution in mind? Okay. Is it, is it, is it that after you're through speaking, um, you end up feeling worse? You see, you have to give yourself a chance to live in. You have to give yourself a chance to survive. And so, you see, if you don't start to look on, on options and ways in which you can um, put this behind you, or, 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 or start to talk about some, some positive um, um, solutions or having a positive outlook on what the future looks like, mm-hmm. then you're starting in the negative. You wouldn't even say start from zero. Zero, one, two, three is minus five. Is minus five, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know, so minus five plus five positive things still zero. equals zero. Yes, <laughs> yes. So even so, so the more you start in the minus folks, even if you plus it with something positive, if you equal that amount with what you with with, with, with something positive, you still end up on the zero axis. Mm-hmm. And so I'm saying here, um, let us start from zero and, and build up rather with, than with in the, the minus. Yes, okay. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Got you, got you. <laughs> all right. So I'm sure these are some of the lessons you share with your clients directly and in some of the, the webinars and conferences that you have, have done. Um, but, you know, people can be counseled and given this good advice and still don't make any change. So from your vantage point, what is the big secret or maybe the small secret to making real change in your life? I, I, your outcome. I think the big secret is you just close your eyes Look at what you have been doing in the past, what you're doing now, and just, and just ask yourself, hold on a minute. Does my life look like it's going to run in circle? Mm. My, is it that you say, when I look at my life, I'm making a, a, a bigger circle and a bigger circle and a bigger circle and a bigger circle? No, seriously. So make one circle and they will just keep on going around and it's a bigger one after that one. And it's a bigger one. But the truth is, we're really not going anywhere. We're just making mm-hmm. bigger circles in our lives. So one of the first things that we, I, I would want us to do is to make some kind of analysis. Just, just find us, look at yourself and say, hold on a minute. 
in no matter how much me have, sometimes it looks like me take, the only difference is that I take longer, longer to come here. <laughs> but but I've, made, yeah. I've made a complete circle. Mm -hmm. I just take longer to come to this, to, to come back to this point. And so, so therefore, so the first thing I'd, I'd want folks to do is, 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 to, is to look at the journey. You say, what, what, what have I accomplished? I still feel the same way. I still feel the same way. I'm still um, um, I'm hurt by, by the same statements and the same responses. Um, nothing, is, nothing has changed. So, okay then. So after I've recognized those challenges in myself, then I must now make a pledge. What is my pledge? What am I going to do about this? Where do I want my life to end up? You see, if you keep on doing the things the same way, you're going to get the same results. So you have to determine whether or not to say you want the same result five years from now, two years from now, two minutes from now. Not even two hours, I said, I said two minutes from now. You oh. must decide what kind of change you want to see manifest in your life two minutes from now. And so, and so that's the big secret. The big secret is what do you really want? And what is it that, that you're prepared to do to achieve that for yourself? Mm -hmm. I have a statement that I share with folks, at least, and, and, it, and it goes something like this. I must see myself taking care of myself. I must see myself taking care of myself emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Ladies, I, you know, Shelly, I'm kind of saying here that that is something that I'll want your, your listeners to, 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 to own. I mean, it's my statement, but I want you to own it. <laughs> that you must see yourself taking care of your ESP mm. emotionally, spiritually, physically. It is your responsibility to look after you. How? Emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And every day you get up, you ask yourself, well, if I think this way, if I do the things this, this way, am I taking care of myself emotionally? Should I allow my children or even a situation to regulate and dictate if I take care of myself how? Emotionally, spiritually, and physically. You decide if, if, if your outcome one minute from now, one, two hours from now, one year from now is going to be one and the same. You, that decision is, is solely um, on you. Powerful. I must see myself taking care of myself emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Wow. Okay. All right. Without sharing too much details then, can you share a success story of a client who has made and perhaps embraced this statement that you just made, who had a problem and has taken some important steps to improve their lives so that they can see themselves taking care of themselves? You know, I had a client um, that um, seriously was, was going through a very, very hard, and, and it's like he, a very, very hard time. Mm. And, and I did a, a piece with him, um, an, an extended session about, about um, is this taking responsibility for what comes out of you? Mm -hmm. Taking responsibility for what comes out of you. And uh, the idea was, uh, it went something like this, uh, that, that the idea simply was this, I... I, I not only to the client, come to think of it, I've, I've also shared this with, with, um, with, with a school body, literally with a school body. And, and, and the response 
from the school was just a very, very amazing account for what the principal um, then shared with me. Mm. Um, and this is a kind of behavior modification tool. But the idea is something like this. Um, so not only that, that this, this gentleman, but also to the school body. So this is my two success, big success story um, where they are concerned. And the idea is this. I said, if I step on your toe and, and you curse a bad word at me, did I put the bad word in you or did I pull it out? And everybody said, I pulled it out. So I said, so if it's pull, I pull it out. Um, why don't we... Um, so, so where was the bad word then? Mm-hmm. So they said the bad word was inside of me. Mm-hmm. So I said, so I didn't put it there. No, I did not put it there. So although I did something ugly or mean to you, be deliberately or unconsciously, your response was solely upon whom? And the person said was solely upon me. So I said, then suppose you took the bad word out of you. Would it matter how much person stepped on your toe, whether it was deliberate or unconscious? And the person, then, the person said no. Mm. So I said, then our goal then, folks, is to work on removing the ugliness inside of us because we cannot stop the mistakes or the deliberate actions of others in terms of saying something ugly or mean to you or mean to me. How I respond to you is, is, on, is on me, not on them. And sometimes we spend, we spend too much time telling people how to treat us rather than learning to remove the explosive uh, material that is inside of us. That is my success story. <laughs> wow, Andre, that, that's pretty deep. That's pretty powerful in terms of, you know, really looking at what you have inside in you already and making the changes there. Um, and so I guess that goes back to the same statement that you made about I must see myself taking care of myself. Excellent. And so it would go back to the emotional intelligence as well and what you have, what, what you're cultivating in yourself before trauma happens to you. Correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I want to then end by asking you to share three cool things about Jamaica. We've been talking about how we can effect lasting change and how, you know, all of these things affect our personal and our family lives. But, you know, we live in Jamaica and it's good to also enjoy the environment that Jamaica provides. So I want to end by asking you to share three cool things about Jamaica. Number one, your favorite spot and why. Number two, your favorite person and why. And number three, your favorite food and why. Okay. The cool thing, the three cool things about that I like about Jamaica. I have, I don't feel like a second class citizen. Mm. That's the first thing. I used to live overseas. Um, and yes. And I felt like a second class citizen. That's the first thing. <laughs> um, number two, I, I kind of have a freedom of, ex- of expression. E- even if, even if um, it is not accepted, <laughs> or even if I don't like it, I still have the freedom of expression. I still have that freedom rather than, you know, and, and I'm not saying that there are not times in which we are not a little bit terse and harsh. Okay, but I, I uh, you know, I have a freedom of expression. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I know that, it, it, that 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 might not be something um, that that many persons will share. But it, but it's, but you either have a freedom or you don't. You know, <laughs> well, that's that's a Jamaican thing. I think most Jamaicans have a freedom and enjoy the ability to really just express yourself. <laughs> 
and some of the, the you know, when we express it in Paco, it can be quite colorful, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm just all I'm just saying here, um, you know, we can just we can we can give you a look. Uh, we can give you a grunt or whatever absolutely and, and, absolutely. and send an amazing message to you you know bar none and that's it <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know our our ability to 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 to, to express ourselves and, and and not be penalized necessarily for it um is another thing you know <laughs> and 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 not to and then of course the the the, the next thing i i i love that the, the different places that I can go for my own entertainment and enjoyment. You know, we see so many folks enjoy our country, our island, mm -hmm. you know, and, and unfortunately, I don't know if, if a lot of Jamaicans, I think it is, it is increasing now, but, but um, you know, enjoy their own island. Yeah. You know, and, you, you, and there are so many places that you can go to enjoy yourself. Yes. You don't have yes. to go and go anywhere, but it is right here for your enjoyment. And um, so that is the, the, the next thing that, that I can have, you know, um, an amazing experience here um, in this island. Give me one of those places though, Andre, I'm asking for your favorite spots. Is there somewhere favorite. even in the last, give me a specific place that you think is amazing. Andrew? Oh, I love Portland. A part of like Portland, I would say. Um, mainly, I love the lush, the greenery. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, do, do, you, can't, you can't call it, or oh, it wet up. I love the beaches there, and I, I love the views. Um, I, I, I kind of yes, uh, I would, I kind of say that, that that is, um, um, a, a favorite place. I love also, um, Saint Saint Anne's. There does a lot of entertainments. Um, that you can experience in St. Mm -hmm. Anne's and St. Mary. Um, and so Portland and St. Mary, I guess I would say, are the two places. And we ask for our favorite, but those no, are, are, right. are my two places that, that's right. that believe yeah. you me, you'll two find places. me repeating, um, you know, going repeatedly. Nice, nice. All right. So move on then now to your favorite person. <laughs> <And why? laughs> that is easy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is easy. And, and that is my Renee. Mm. Yeah, man, that's my Renee, man. That's my Renee. And your um, Renee is your for listeners. Okay, my Renee is my is is my spouse, my wife. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Because if that's you never that... say Renee, you know, boy, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who don't know about Renee, though, really. I mean, <laughs> Good and, you job. Know, yeah, but it's true. But but it's, the thing is to say, um, if you understand a part of my my our history then maybe you'll understand why too, because um, I remember, remember, I, I, this is what my mother said. I don't know how truthful it is, but when I told my mom who I was going to marry, marry you know, my mom says to me, um, and I was telling my mom about who her parents were, my mom says to me, what? Um, you, did you know? Because incidentally, our fathers knew each other, and, and our mothers worked at the same place. Okay. Wow. That's its own story. That's <laughs> oh, definitely yes, its own story. But we right. only have a minute left in our in our podcast. I'm gonna ask you to run along to your favorite food and why, and then we'll close. Favorite food. Favorite food. 
think I think I like oxtail. I think oxtail is true Jamaican. Yeah, man. <laughs> oxtail and with, with some spinners. Yes. And beans with some spinners. Yes, man. Um, yes. Even with with white rice though. Yes, not rice and peas. Not rice and peas. No, no, I understand that. <laughs> I understand that. I, re- I really, really do. I prefer plain rice with my oxtail and beans. Well, and, and, and I must say, um, steam fish, a proper, proper steam fish with crackers and okra, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So I'm scrumptious, Andre. Let me just thank you. We're out of time. Thank you so much for all the powerful insights I'm going to be walking away with. I must see myself taking care of myself as one of the main takeaways from you. Thank you for joining us on Impacting Jamaica. It's been such a pleasure to sit with you this afternoon. My pleasure. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email at impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. You join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.